Hi, welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kosana. Thanks for joining us. Today, we talk about vaccine hesitancy. The World Health Organization identified vaccine hesitancy as one of the 10 greatest threats to global health. Joining us today is Charles Shea Wisonge, Director of Cochrane South Africa at the South African Medical Research Council. We also have Sarah Cooper, Senior Scientist at Cochrane South Africa, also at the South African Medical Research Council. So Charles, can you please start off by telling us what vaccine hesitancy is and why it's a public health threat? Vaccine hesitancy refers to the delay in acceptance or refusal of vaccination despite the availability of vaccination services. Vaccine-hesitant individuals are a diverse group of people with varying levels of doubt, mistrust, uncertainty, and indecision about specific vaccines or vaccines in general. Some vaccine-hesitant individuals may refuse some vaccines but agree to others. The concept of vaccine hesitancy recognizes that vaccine attitudes exist along a continuum from acceptance and demand to outright refusal of vaccination, with vaccine hesitancy being in the middle of this continuum. Doubts regarding the importance and safety of vaccines among a portion of the public have existed since the beginning of vaccination. Yet, there is evidence to suggest that vaccine hesitancy trends have become more acute in recent years. In 2019, the World Health Organization identified vaccine hesitancy as one of the 10 greatest threats to global health. This rise in vaccine hesitancy is very worrying because vaccine hesitancy poses significant threats not only to the hesitant individual, but also the wider community. Smallpox is the only infectious disease that's been eradicated, but widespread vaccination has pushed many diseases like polio and measles to the edge of eradication. It has also led to major reductions of other serious infectious diseases like whooping cough. So Sarah, why are people reluctant to vaccinate against COVID? Yeah, so ironically, the extraordinary successes um, of vaccination may actually contribute to the hesitancy surrounding them. So because, vac- because of vaccines, many people have actually forgotten the crippling and deadly nature of so many diseases like polio, tetanus, measles, and many other diseases. That said, we are currently living through and seeing the horrendous effects of COVID-19, and yet some individuals and groups are still reluctant to vaccinate against COVID-19. Like with hesitancy towards other vaccines, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is very complex and also context-specific. There are many diverse factors contributing to hesitancy towards COVID-19 vaccines that often vary across place and even time. And so one does need to be cautious, generalizing about the nature and reasons for COVID-19. That said, there are some broad trends that we are noticing. So COVID-19 vaccines and other vaccines developed in the context of a pandemic for that matter, have various features that distinguish them from other vaccines and vaccination programs that have been established for a number of years and administered to millions of people. For example, many people have considerable concerns about the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Specifically, they have concerns about the novelty of the vaccines and that they've been developed and tested and approved 
improved in a short space of time. And these concerns are potentially driven or at least exacerbated in part by the highly uncertain and shifting landscape that has characterized the pandemic. So rapidly changing knowledge about the disease, new and emergent strains of the virus, and constantly changing travel bans and lockdowns. And in, then also there's been an explosion of information about COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccines across diverse sources and platforms. And there's often contradictory messages and misinformation across these sources. And so we found that these issues are generating a kind of unprecedented amount of fear, uncertainty, anxiety, and confusion for many people. There are also reasons for COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy that are actually similar to factors known to influence vaccine hesitancy for other vaccines. And here probably the key issue we have found is that like with vaccine hesitancy more generally, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is an inherently social phenomenon. So research on COVID-19 vaccination views in South Africa suggests that these views are influenced by a range of complex social factors such as age, race, class, geographic location, politics, trusting government and science, amongst various other social factors. And the social nature of vaccination views is really not unique to COVID-19. We have found the public views about a diverse range of vaccines and vaccination programs in South Africa, and elsewhere for that matter, are deeply embedded in the wider social worlds in which people live. So through their vaccination choices, people are often communicating not just what they think about vaccines, but also who they are, what they value, and with whom they identify. And then I think another potential overlap between COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy and vaccine hesitancy more generally is that at least in some cases, COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy is part and parcel of more general vaccine hesitancy or anti-vaccination. So for example, recent surveys in South Africa have suggested that about a quarter of South Africans who don't accept the COVID-19 vaccines are opposed to vaccines in general. You recently released research on strategies to address vaccine hesitancy. Charles, can you tell us a bit about these strategies? Our work has shown that the nature and reasons for vaccine hesitancy are complex and context-specific, varying across time, place, disease, and vaccine. Therefore, the successful development and implementation of strategies to address vaccine hesitancy require an up-to-date understanding and then tailoring to the target setting and the target vaccine and disease. So maybe let's focus on COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy in South Africa. I think more attention needs to be placed on the legitimate worries and concerns people have about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccines. And here it is really important to provide balance and transparent information, including about potential adverse effects, evidence gaps and uncertainties surrounding the vaccine and the virus. We also need to make communication more local and we need to think carefully about who should deliver the message. For example, having local information points in communities where advice is given about COVID-19 prevention, illness and treatment would be important. Also, training trusted members of the community as vaccine champions to deliver information on COVID-19 vaccines would be good. 
There is also evidence that vaccination decisions are frequently influenced by advice given by healthcare workers. People often consider healthcare workers as knowledgeable about the science behind vaccination and the benefits and risk of vaccination. It is also really important to recognize that communication and information is not enough. Strong leadership and transparency around responses to the COVID-19 pandemic are important. That's very true. And so your research focused in South Africa, but Sarah, would you say vaccine hesitancy is a big problem in South Africa? So I think it's important to emphasize that studies on vaccine hesitancy generally in South Africa are actually still quite limited. And so our understanding of vaccine hesitancy in our country, including its extent, the determinants and strategies to prevent and address it, are really still quite underdeveloped. An emerging body of research is suggesting that vaccine hesitancy is a growing problem in the country. There's also a potential rising trend of internet-based anti-vaccination lobbying in South Africa. So, for example, a study that examined anti-vaccination web pages in South Africa um, between 2011 and 2013 found that advertisements appeared on more than half of the web pages and that two-thirds of these adverts were sponsored by or linked to organisations with financial interests in discrediting vaccines. Over 90% of the web pages also claimed that vaccines were not safe. In terms of initiatives to deal with it, until recently, formalised and coordinated efforts have been limited in South Africa. However, with the COVID-19 pandemic and, and COVID-19 vaccine rollout, strategies to address vaccine hesitancy has acquired renewed attention as an important national public health concern. So for example, various national vaccine hesitancy working groups have recently been established, including the South Africa's National Advisory Group on Immunization, or NAGI, and the COVID-19 Ministerial Advisory Committee. And both of these groups are providing recommendations to government for reducing vaccine hesitancy and increasing acceptance of vaccines in South Africa. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the National Department of Health has also been implementing various communication and information dissemination initiatives. And hopefully we'll see more of these going forward. And I think particularly um, the development and implementation of a more comprehensive public vaccine communication strategy is needed. So one that disseminates timely, accurate and transparent information about vaccines, instills confidence among, amongst the population and increases acceptance and encourages uptake of vaccines. The pandemic has also given rise to some social mobilization or advocacy around COVID-19 vaccines. For example, near the beginning of the pandemic, we saw the emergence of the People's Vaccine Campaign, which made a call to action and was endorsed by hundreds of civil society organizations. This movement really put pressure on government for access to safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines for all. Obviously, their focus was on supply and access, but I think could also really be extended to issues around acceptance and demand. Through years of HIV advocacy, we have a rich history of community engagement and literacy empowerment in the country that I think could really be drawn upon. And then finally, since 2017, our vaccine implementation research portfolio at the South African Medical Research Council has been developing a vaccine hesitancy instrument to measure vaccine hesitancy 
in South Africa. We've refined the instrument and have been testing it within various settings and population groups around the country. It's still early days, but, but we anticipate this tool will also be a key step towards measuring and then in turn addressing vaccine hesitancy. Would you say that vaccine hesitancy is more widespread in South Africa than other African countries? Or has, has the country just seen more research being done? So I think it, it would be wrong to say that South Africa, at least what we're finding research, is has worse vaccine hesitancy rates than elsewhere in Africa. I think a lot more research is being done in South Africa, and so we, we have a better sense of the issues and the extent and determinancy. But I think what research is showing is that this is a global phenomenon, a regional phenomenon elsewhere in other African countries. I think we are experiencing that it's, a, it's across the board. So I think it would be it would be wrong to assume that it's worse in South Africa than in other African countries. Vaccine hesitancy poses significant risks for those refusing to be vaccinated. The more people get vaccinated, the better the chances of living with the virus and lessening its harm. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozea Patel. From me, Inas Kosana, bye for now.